Kirk. Hey, Kirk, did you get wrapped? Paul, not only did I get wrapped, but I give wrapped. You get you gift wrap? I give wrap and I gift wrapped. Yeah. What this episode for the fans. This is a present. <laughs> yes. To you. You're welcome, fuckers. Merry holiday. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but it is. You're an easy laugh. You I always you, have been. I want you to have a merry holiday. Yeah. What are we talking about? We're talking about Spotify raps. Yeah. We don't advertise on this show. Uh, we're not advertising for Spotify. No. If you use Apple Music or Tidal or any of the other ones, they're just as good. That's all fine. We happen to use Spotify and, yes. of course, Spotify every year. At the beginning of December, gives its users their stats mm-hmm. for the year. Yeah, how much music they listen to, what did they listen to? It's all very fun. Yes, love it. Everyone knows Spotify Rap because it goes. You know, it's a big. It's on the internet every year. People yes. share their stuff on their social media. You and I don't really have social media, so nah. we share it with each other on That's our right. podcast. That has an audience of three. That's right. Um, fun fact. That's the cool way to do it. So apparently, I learned that this year, this was a Spotify Wrapped was a uh, was pitched by an intern. Yeah, I, had I remember no reading idea. about that last year. I had no idea. I'm like, she well, probably got laid off since then. I mean, of course, no yeah. way Spotify just went through. Yeah, yeah, and has gone through like several rounds of layoffs <laughs> yeah. in the past couple of so, years. So the fun thing that everyone loves, that person's probably gone. Yes, yeah. and I believe it was definitely a woman. Mm-hmm. I believe a woman of color. Because when I read about it, a lot of it was like, yeah, she was an intern, so they give her no credit. But, you know, I read some, like, profiles on it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Just to, you know, put it out there. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to present our top five most listened to artists. Yeah. And our top five most listened to songs. Before before we do. We want to do songs first. Let's do and songs first. Okay. Any surprises? Any, like, hey, wow, look at that. I had no idea. No. In fact, my... Number one art. I, I don't want to give anything away. Okay. We, we can talk about it as well. I'm not in any way. A lot of people get like embarrassed by their Spotify wrapped because a lot of people just kind of, you know, they listen to a lot of guilty pleasure yeah. pop music and it's, they feel shame over it. I feel zero shame over anything. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Other than some of it's a little predictable for me. Oh, that, But we'll that, get to it. We'll get to it. Mine's a little. There's a couple of, there's a couple of uh, oh wows, but mm-hmm. not, not overall... On par. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll count down our top five songs. Uh, sure. You want to go first or second? Sure. I will go first. My mm-hmm. number five type song is Roman's Revenge by Nicki Minaj. Okay. Which when... You know I love Nicki. I love Nicki. When, uh, when I showed my daughter Lily, she's like, oh yeah, hell yeah. Number mm-hmm. five. She was very happy because she's a big Nicki fan. Nicki Minaj would never end up on my Spotify raps. I do like her music, but I like her more as a personality. I guess I support her existence in the world. I don't really listen to. Her I get what you're saying. That often. She's a cool chick, and she's the type of artist where, like, if I want to consume Nicki Minaj, I'm going to YouTube to watch a video, so I can also yeah. like watch Nicki Minaj yep. while I listen to Nicki nope. Minaj. That makes sense. So yeah, not a lot of Spotify spins. It's me. a it's a Roman's Revenge, a good workout song. So that's why it's in there. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, my number five is a little different. Okay. Uh, by a band you might know because you would have been in Chicago at the time. Okay. Ma- material issue. V- 
very vague. They were like they were never huge. They were sort of like a band, like a, yeah. like a power pop band's power pop band in the early 90s. Very vaguely. But bi- a big deal in Chicago. And their song, which is the title track to their big album, International Pop Overthrow. Oh, no, I never heard that. Is my number five song. So they were great, but their lead singer killed himself. Yikes. In like the mid to late 90s. Right. So That's a very Paul number five. It, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my number four is going to sound like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, my number four is a song called Lionel Richie. Okay. But it's by a band called The Jack Moves. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's basically, it's, it's basically a KCRW song that I got mm-hmm. and heard and put it on Spotify. It's essentially, they're basically uh, an electro-funk band. Okay. So it's an electro-funk groove song. Just called Lionel Richie. That is as Kirk yeah. as the Material Issue song <laughs> is Paul. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my number four is um, a Fountains of Wayne song. What? It Must Be Summer. I only know the one Fountains of Wayne. But you only know Stacy's mom. Yeah. And then, of course, that guy did that thing you do, right? Yeah, He wrote it. He wrote yes, it. But yeah. he didn't perform yeah, it. Yeah, but, but he yes. wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Adam Schlesinger, <clears throat> yes. R.I.P., one of the first celebrity victims of COVID. Yes, I do recall that. Yeah. And what we, what's the song again? Uh, that I have on yeah. my list? It Must Be Summer. It Must Be Summer. Yes. Is there any like reason why? I will get to that at the end of our countdown. Mm, okay. Mm, yeah. Teaser. Yeah. Um, my number three is one where I was like, why did I listen to this so much? Um, and I loved it, but it's old. And so I was kind of like, no. Be better, Kirk. Not not that I'm ashamed of it, but then I'm yeah. like, you listen to it too much. Let's stop. I think listen to having a Spotify <laughs> rap full of older music is cooler than having a Spotify it's, rap full of. New it, music. This thing is, it's not that old. It's seven 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 by um, um, Bruno Mars and uh, Anthony Pack's band that I've already. Oh heard right, of. right, right. Yeah. Why am I forgetting the name of them? That's terrible. Soul Sonic, I, Silk Sonic. Okay, yeah, Silk Sonic. Yeah, uh, great song when it first came out. And it became overplayed. Now it's almost like a commercial. Right. No, I, I see what you mean now. Yeah. Like it's two or three years old. Yeah. Which is too old to be cool. Yes. But it's not like vintage yet. So yes. it's just kind of like, you're just not on the pulse. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. But you're not. It's also like so unhip. Yeah. That's my number three. Okay. Yeah. Lame. Uh, <laughs> be better, <laughs> Kurt. Get it, get it. My number three is a weird outlier. It's a song called Eating the Bear. By Joan Armatrading. I know Joan Armatrading. Sure, but Joan Armatrading is a little folkier. Yeah, I think her, more well, folk. her more well-known stuff and late in and and seventies like love and affection and stuff yeah. like that. This is an eighties song that's very upbeat and strange. And what happened was, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I use this app with a group of friends, or really like one friend and her group of friends, and it's it's called Music League. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played it with you. Yeah, once. a little bit. But for, for those who aren't familiar, the app is you form a group with some friends mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the, the person in charge of the league that you formed, like, will give the group a topic. And then everyone in the group has to submit a given number of songs on that topic. Yes. You submit it's, it's anonymously. And then when everyone submits, 
everyone votes on their favorite songs and it ends up, you know, you get a Spotify playlist generated from it. You listen to it. You vote on your favorite songs and then they get ranked based on how many upvotes or downvotes yes. the songs get and you get points. And the more you play, like you rack up the points. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. And this is a song that I got from Music League that someone else so you didn't like, even know it till recently. Playlist. No, I didn't know it. Oh wow! And the funny thing is, like a, a few people in the league like downvoted it, but I gave it like the <laughs> maximum. I was just like, I love this song. Yeah, I listen to it so much. You know, apparently it's my number three most listened yeah. to song of the year. It's a very strange song. It's it, the title is literal. It's about. I mean, it's literal and metaphorical. Yeah, but it's about. Sometimes, you know, the, the expression, sometimes you eat the bear, sometimes the bear Very eats you. Too, yeah. yeah, it's like a song built around that. She, uh, I remember her from the 80s because she was like having a moment and she was like. It's probably was, this album. She was doing like, she would be on Letterman and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And she was always like, oh, she's the eclectic folk person. She's one of those artists that I got into, you know, almost 20 years ago when they first started putting Saturday Night Live on DVD. Yeah, because you would do Saturday Night Live. That's right. Yeah, when they put those out, you know, they put all the musical guests from back in the day. And it so it introduced me to so many artists circa 1975, mm-hmm. like Joan Armitrading and Al Jarreau and yeah. Phoebe Snow, Phoebe and, Snow. And, and, and shit like that. That And I remember my parents saying, like, we got into a lot of those artists the exact same way, like Joan Armitrading and Al Jarreau and stuff. They're like, we bought those albums after we saw them on SNL, but in 1975. Not 2005. Oh, wow. Like I did. Um, but this was her, her 80s stuff, and I never heard this song before. So yeah. That's, oh, that's a good poll. Yeah. Um, my number two mm-hmm. is not an outlier, but it is like needs some explanation. It's a song called Gangster Shit. And it's a rap song from a British duo mm-hmm. called Pete and Bray. And it's... It's basically kind of like a Millie Vanilli situation, but done on purpose. Uh Pete and Bray in videos and interviews are like 75-year-old Cockney guys. And it's them rapping. Uh But it's it's kind of been disproven like, okay, it's not really them. They're part of it and they're in on it. But it's just this producing team that came up with this idea. And it's this real hardcore Cockney Gangster music from the UK. Weird. That kind of makes me think of the Northern Boys. Have you? I know the name of the Northern, Northern Boys. Boys. You got these three elderly Yorkshiremen who do this pop rap that's like filthy. Yeah. Are they doing it for real though? Like, are they yeah, they're actually ones? rapping. They're not lip syncing. <laughs> yeah, these ones are like they make appearances. Yeah, but they're not really the the. They're not really doing it. Yeah, yeah. But in the videos, they're fucking great because they're like. They're like they look like gangsters, yeah. like with like suits, and they got all these rings, and they're real cockney and old. And That's shit. cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And it and they're they're thick. The, the, the accents are thick as fuck. So it's fun. yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's pretty hard. I was, I'm I'm eventually gonna put it on the show. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Cool. What was the name of that rap duo that sounded like the BC Boys? Those two kids. Oh, that was uh, God. They did punk. Uh, that's Joey Valance. Oh wait, that's Joey Val Joey Valance and Bray. This is Pete and I got. I think. I is it not that. Pete and Bray? Because I was like, that's a weird coincidence. That. Yeah, I gotta look that up. Um, but yeah, Joey Valance and Bray are the are the punk tactics. I this these are different. I gotta look that up. Oh, so you got you got the name wrong. It's not a coincidence. No, I don't think it is. It's it's definitely Pete. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the other guy, but it doesn't matter. 
because they don't exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to keep going, I'll look up. Yeah, my, my number two is uh, a late 80s British. Pete and Bass. Pete and Bass. Bass okay. Yeah. I wasn't trying to call you out. No, I just it's thought good that was a fun coincidence. Yeah. Uh, late 80s British power pop. Uh, a song called I Could Be in Heaven by The Flatmates. You're making these up. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. The flatmate, as in like roommates. But no, I British. get that. Yeah, I just yeah. wasn't sure. I was like, I was like, it's it's uh, kind of like the Sundays, but <gasps> but but faster. Oh. In that, it's the band is three dudes, and then the singer yeah. is a is a cute girl. Um, yeah, that's it's just a great song that I don't even know how. Is I heard it for the first time this year. I don't even know how this didn't come from Music League. I don't know how I found it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I think I probably heard it on like KXLU. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and then just listen to the shit out of it because it's right up my street. Yeah. That was my number two. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to fuck around too much or say anything about it. My number one's Peg. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Great. Spotify sure. said that's what it was. Sure. Yeah. Yep. All I can say about it is this. Yeah. Over Thanksgiving, uh, my son Theo came back from college and we were talking about the whole, you know, the whole Steely Dan bit. And yeah. He was listening to some Steely Dan. And I was like, have you listened to Peg? It's great. He's like, that's ah, okay. And I was like, fuck you, dude. Peg is one of the greatest songs ever. Yeah. And then a week later, he texted me. He was like, yeah, I was wrong about Peg. It's fire. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I've done my job. You know what, though? I kind of appreciate the hipster take of a young dude getting into Steely Dan in the 2020s. And being like, no, I love Steely Dan, but eh, Peg is sort of Peg, pedestrian. Peg's just kind of whatever. You know, it's like yeah. that line, you know, when you're a Doors fan, Lover Madly is the only song you won't like. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a Kids in the Hall thing. But, okay, but, no, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he since uh, rescinded that statement. Okay, so okay. Yeah, but Peg's number one. Yeah, my number one wasn't a surprise because I just know that I listened to it. Uh, it's a power bar. Power pops of course. By the um, by the Posies okay, in the early nineties, uh, flavor of the month. By the Posies. I know the Posies. I want to say that maybe I know that song. But yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a huge hit, but no. among they're another one of those bands that they're like a power pop band, it's a power mm. pop band. Yeah, never smashed, but um, you know, sort of beloved, and this is one of their signature songs. Yeah. And it's just a great song that I like and played a lot. So the explanation for most of this is I made a playlist in the summer mm-hmm. that I called Now That's What I Consider to Be 90s Power Pop. <laughs> great title. And I played it a lot. And, yeah. and so that dominated a lot of my listening. That makes uh, sense. I think three of these tracks... The, the material issue, the Fountains of Wayne and the Posies... Are on there. Are on that, and that's where that comes from. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, and the Flatmates is Power Pop 2, but 80s, so didn't yeah, make the cut on that playlist. Um, but was just sort of on my, you know, favorite play, revolving playlist. Heavy rotation. All the time, so... Yeah. yeah. Nice. So those are my top five songs. Nice. And yours. Now we'll do... Oh, I stream. I played Flavor of the Month eighty five times. Oh my god, that's, uh, that's the crazy. first time I played it was on May twenty first. Wow, so that's a lot. <laughs> I like that song. That's great. Yeah, I'm just this me on the spectrum, just playing the same, same <laughs> over song over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so top artists. Yes. Why don't you start us off? Top artists. Yeah. My number five, I think, might have been on my list last year, mm-hmm. or was a play, often played song. 
It's uh, a British uh, disco diva, Jessie Ware, mm-hmm. who I've mentioned before, does really great just modern uh, disco. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of indie and not underground, but she's kind of indie. So indie, in fact, that in the wrap up, I got a private message. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I got my private message. Because it, yeah. it's only for like, and I was like so proud because you're like, like, hey, you're one of the like 1% that listens to me. Yeah. And so I just wanted to say thank you. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. If you go online, there, you, you'll see a couple other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got one from Joan Armitrading. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because that playing Eating the Bear that many times probably put me in the top yeah. 1% of all Joan Armitrading listeners. I got one from Matthew Cause of Not A Surf. Oh, okay. Uh, who, of course, I encountered before when I embarrassingly asked him yeah. who the woman singing on that uh, that French that cover of that Francois Hardy song was, and he was like, "That was me." Yeah, <laughs> I remember that story. <laughs> uh, and I'll get to who my third one was because okay. uh, that person is on this list. Oh, nice! It's a good little thing that they do. Yeah, it's like a free cameo. Yeah, but of course, you know, it's recorded. It's generic, yeah, but at least and you know the algorithm is giving it to you because you deserve it. Yeah, and they they will you know every year the Spotify Wrapped has your top five songs, yeah. your top five artists. Your gives you the playlist of your one hundred most pop favorite songs. Yeah, but they'll do something different every year. Yeah. This was a new thing that was a pleasant. It's very cool. But my number five uh, top artist, I was surprised they made the list. Fountains of Wayne. Wow. Yeah. So but, you just need to more than just that song then. Yeah, I do have a fountains of. I mean, I have hundreds of playlists, and a lot of them are art, a certain artist, like my favorite songs from a certain mm-hmm. artist. I have a fountains of Wayne one. Clearly, I went through a stronger than usual power pop phase this year. Definitely. So you know, I wouldn't have guessed that they'd make my top five artists, but there they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's a surprise. I'm not embarrassed by it. Love fountains. No. Of Wayne. I'm not embarrassed by my number four because we talked about that. My number four is In Excess. Great. And it's because yeah. I've made that playlist and just start playing it for like oh, two weeks straight. Yeah. And uh, uh, still listening to it. Not as much as those two weeks where I was just like every day. It's just going to be In Excess. <laughs> and the algorithm's like, wow, you really like In Excess. Yeah. Well, they rule. They fucking rule. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number four. This is a dude who I, shows up on my top five artists I think every year. Rufus Wainwright. And he's the he's yeah. the third c- cameo that I and the oh. one that I actually got in the app was was Rufus. Yeah. Oh, isn't it? We like hey. Yes, yeah, awesome. I mean I'm just always going to be like Rufus is just you know people have comfort movies yeah. where it's they just play the same movie over and over in the background. Rufus is like if I don't n- know what else to listen to or I'm not feeling anything else, I'll probably just lay it on Rufus Wainwright. I that, I have some of those too where you're yeah. like I can't. Should I do something new? I can't listen to... I'm just going to... I think that's like... For me, that's like Luther or Sade. Yeah. Where I'm just like, I don't know what to put on. I'm just going to put on Luther or Sade. Yeah, yeah. I do that. Yeah. That's cool. Because uh, th- you know why? Because oh. you know why? There's never too much Luther. Never too much. Never yeah. too much. Yeah. The never too much. i to make that joke. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> My number three is a new artist uh, that I played a lot because their videos are so amazing and we played one already and that's Jungle. That's the mm-hmm. dance video we did that all their videos have an accompanying yes. dance number Right, two. right, right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And the whole albums are great because all their songs are just like R&B goodness. Yeah. So I played like all of their albums like in a couple of days while I was at work. And because I got like four or five and I just played them on rotation. Hmm. Yeah. 
We're never going to overlap. <laughs> no. Not even, like, close. Yeah. Not even, May- like, Maybe oh. one year, like, I'll get into a Prince phase. Maybe. And then uh, we'll both have Prince on there yeah. or something. There's not, not to, even a Not li- to spoil if, <laughs> if he's on yours, but he was number one last year. He was number one last year. See if he's on there this year. My number three is a band that I think a lot of people would claim to listen to <laughs> to seem hip. Yeah. But I have proof here that they really are one of my most listened to bands. Yola Tengo. Indie have band you, from the No, 90s. I know who they are. I feel like you've had them on before. Have I ever... Have we ever done them on the podcast? I've, I don't know. Yeah, probably. There's a video I'm thinking of that has like David Cross and Bob Odenkirk yes. in it and a bunch of comedians. Yes. I might have shown that yeah. in an episode once. Yeah. Oh, and they did a cover of Friday I'm in Love. That was it? Yeah. That was it? I, put, I remember watching yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, you are definitely uh, have the uh, the bona fides for for them. Yeah, you know, again, they're a band where it's like I can always listen to Yola Tango if I'm not in the mood for anything else. Oh, okay, you know, just kind of a go to. Yeah, and again, I have a playlist of my favorite Yola Tango songs, and I just probably oh wow played it a lot in general. How many albums do they have? Roughly? Oh God, twenty. Oh, wow. I mean, they've been around since 1986. Okay, so yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Prince. Bumped. Number two this he year. He got bumped. Wow. Very curious to see who bumped yeah. Prince. He got bumped, which sh- shocked me a bit. Yeah. Uh, and then it's interesting, not consciously, but in the past two weeks, I've been listening to almost exclusively Prince. Yeah. Okay. They're almost like, hey, Prince, I'm sorry. Oh, the last. Oh, since this, the rap. Like, oh, yeah. I got it. Yeah. Well, you know, this doesn't count because the Spotify rap only goes. From January 1st through the end of October. Yes. So you're not scoring any points for next year's rap. But I'm scoring it for the man upstairs. Okay. Prince. Right. Because he's dead. And he just is God. He is God, yes. Like after he died, he is... He took over the job. And they merged into one God wasn't doing a good enough job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, My number two, I'm sure they've been in my top five before. One of the first playlists I ever made on Spotify... When it launched in the U.S. in 2011 was my favorites of this band. And again, it's just like a comfort playlist mm-hmm. for me. The Lemonheads. Oh, okay. Good old Evan Dando. Yeah. And I scored big on Music League with one of my favorite Lemonhead songs that got tons of upvotes mm-hmm. in my league because everyone liked it. I don't do well on Music League because my taste is too weird. Yes. And for, for, for the rest of the group, which is kind of... You know, square. You know. Wow. Um, call them out. Yeah, I'm calling them out. Wow. They're normies. They're normies. You're yeah. better than them. Yeah. So if I were smarter, I would try to appeal yeah. to their taste, play but the, I would rather... You, you don't play the game. No. No, that's why I was a bad entertainer. Like, I don't care about trying to please the audience. I only care about doing what I think is the best yeah. thing. Uh, so I do, <laughs> I do shitty on Music League, but I have fun doing it. But uh, the Lemonheads, I feel... Is underrated, I think, because Evan Dando was very pretty mm-hmm. and like sort of a like he was like the accessible teen heartthrob mm-hmm. of alternative music in the early 90s. I feel like because of that, they don't get enough respect mm-hmm. as a great power pop band, <laughs> but he wrote good songs. I love his voice. I listen to his shitload of the Lemonheads. Oh. Always. Yeah. I know, I think, like their big hit, which I can't even remember right now. But I know well, they had that cover of Mrs. Robinson. Oh yeah, that that they kind of one. hate and disown. Yeah, but there's no, uh, "Into Your Arms" is probably. I one think of them that's what it is because the Mrs. Robinson. I remember this isn't good. Yeah, yeah, they hate that one. That of course, it was so. their biggest hit. Right? Of course, yeah, always the case. Yeah, 
My number one is the guy that I just brought into our uh, piano episode. He's Kiefer. Oh, okay. That funk uh, yes, piano where guy. where he had the sort of animated video yes. in his room. And yeah. The, yeah, where he yeah. does like lo-fi beats and yeah. then he just does some piano funk to it. Yeah. Again, just, just pounded it out during work. Where it was just like constantly on loop, just kind of his background music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still listening to him, though. My number one artist is is like a little embarrassing, but also completely unembarrassing. And this band was my was my top artist, I think, two years ago, but not last year. It's the fucking Beatles. Like it's just the Beatles. Oh, okay, Boomer. <laughs> oh, all right. Like there's nothing interesting about that, but it's yeah. like, yeah, of course, because I'm. You know, always listening to the Beatles to some extent. That's really interesting because I, I never get. I guess I, you know, I know you're a Beatles fan, but it's yeah. one of those things where I never pegged you for listening to it that much. Yeah, I did like have another in the summer. I um, read that that giant, oh, like three thousand page book. Yeah, of the first volume of their biography, where you read that whole thing, and then at the end of it, they're not even famous yet. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> it I only heard. covers up to like 1962. Yeah, then <laughs> it's their whole childhood and like forming the band. No, thank you. It, it was so awesome reading all that shit. Um, but you know, it put me on sort of a Beatles kick. Yeah, like a little extra, which is what happened when they were my number one artist. Yeah, a couple years ago. Because you know, when you get on a Beatles kick, there's a lot of material to listen to. It's not like it's just one album or a couple yeah. of hits. You fucking, there's a lot of... That's... You end up playing all that shit. I think your Beatles is very similar to my Prince where you're just like... Yeah. Oh, wow, I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a bender here. And I'm just going to ride it out. And yeah, and you're going to have... It's your favorite artist and you're yeah. going to go on a bender at least once a year, yeah. right? So... Definitely. Yeah. Um, not really a surprise. Not really an interesting one. But not, it's, and not like a cool one. Like, again, I'm not embarrassed about it. Yeah. But there's nothing hip about saying like, Oh, hey, who is your number one artist on Spotify? The Beatles. Yeah. Well, it matches the rock band. That band, you know that. Yes, the most I famous mean, band. It fits because there's nothing hip about the Beatles. So what you were listening to matches. Yeah, but they're the best band of all time. So well, yeah, of course you're going to listen to them. Say Prince of the Revolution. Though. But I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad at least that like Yola Tango's on there. You got some cred because um, they're just forever a cool band. Yeah, and uh, that's yeah. a cool pull. Yeah, there's nothing on here. That's hip, really. Uh, except maybe Yola Tango. But it's but, honest. But again, I'm not embarrassed. Yeah. Nothing on here is like cheesy. No. Um, yeah, it's just a middle-aged white man's top five artists. It's who you are and yeah. why yeah. hide it. Yeah. I ain't hiding shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you go. There you go, folks. I'm not going to try to orchestrate no. who I listen to to get Ugh. a cool rap. Life's too short. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that's always fun for us to go through yeah, those love every it. year. And, love doing and that. Just be who we are. Just predictable. Just old predictable <laughs> old white guys. <laughs> My favorite artist is the Beatles. My favorite artist is Prince. Yes. We're breaking no new ground. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, I am on a streak. Yes. In the music trivia quiz. You're on a three? Yes, because I won candy, candy for the so first yes. time last time. Yes. And I'm going to try to win more. More candies. Tonight. 
this is the music trivia quiz. This is the part of the mini episode when Kirk and I ask each other questions from the musical expansion to the board game Trivial Pursuit, which was published in 1985, which means it's about music only from before 1985, mm-hmm. which makes it a challenging music trivia mm-hmm. quiz. Um, since I'm defending, I'll ask you your questions first. I will choose. Choose a card from the box. Make it a good one. Ah, <sighs> right. Make it one where there. all the answers are one artist. Yes. So you can just run with it. Oh, those are fun. I'm going to read this without my reading glasses. Well, all right. What British group's 1964 recording session did Chuck Berry, Willie Dixon, and Muddy Waters visit? The Beatles. Come on, man. I don't know. Think about those names. Who are those guys? There's... I stick by my answer because I don't know. It's the Rolling Stones. Oh. The Rolling Stones. Who were way more bluesy than the Beatles. Yeah, but it doesn't mean the Beatles wouldn't have them stopping by. Eh, I don't know that Muddy Waters gave a shit about the Beatles. <laughs> well, no one gives Ro- a shit about the Beatles. The Rolling Stones named themselves after Muddy Waters. So, uh, so. Uh, your mother should know. What Harlem club did mobster Big Frenchie Demange help manage? Cotton Club? Yes. Okay. What else would it be? Yeah, I don't know. They just say Harlem Club. Yeah, Cotton Club. Yeah, you got it. Uh, 1950s, what rock and roller opined, quote, I think I'll probably go to hell if I don't change my way of living. Give me that whiskey. Jerry Lee Lewis. Correct. All right. Correct. I was like, who else would be that person? It's always him or Elvis yeah. in, in this category, and I always guess the wrong one. <laughs> You evidently know how to guess. 1960s. Who proclaimed, quote, protest is not my word? Who proclaimed protest is not my word? Bob Dylan. Correct. All right. You've already got three, so two questions left. Anything can happen. What pop funksters, female protégés, are Apollonia, Vanity, and Sheila E.? I feel like you just came up with that question right now, and it's not on to. Read it one more time so I don't freak out. What pop funksters' female protégés are Apollonia, Vanity, and Sheila E. Prince. It says here Rick James. <laughs> it does not. I'm sorry, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. You have four. I mean, I can be real shitty. Um, factually, uh, no, Sheila was a protege. That's true. I was going to say she wasn't, but she mm, was No. This is pre-Carmen Electra. <clears throat> yeah. She would have been on the list. Whose Requiem was performed at Frederick Chopin's funeral? Chopin's? Incorrect. Okay. Reasonable guess. Mozart's. Oh, it's always fucking Mozart. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you got four, got though. four. Anything can happen. Might just be one and done on the candy <sighs> with this streak. It's all, it's all the card. This, I mean, even if I get four, it's still just a push. <laughs> all right. Ooh, wait, I don't want right, to. That's the one. That's okay. the one. Go for it. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Cover notes. What conductor composed the score for Broadway's On the Town? What conductor? I couldn't name a single conductor. Leonard Bernstein. You are correct. All right. The, the single conductor I could name. <laughs> what a great guess. Yeah. Mom, what crooner idol lent Buddy Rich the money to start his own band in 1945 when Rich left Tommy Dorsey's outfit? Sinatra. Correct. Fuck. <laughs> 50s. How many versions of Ballad of Davy Crockett made the top 50 in 
in 55. Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. How many versions of Ballad of Davy Crockett made the top 10 in 55? Two. Three. Oh, I almost guessed three. Yeah. Yeah. 60s. What did Tiny Tim Shed put in an envelope and place in his ukulele after announcing his engagement to Miss Vicky? What did Tiny Tim Shed put in an envelope and place in his uke? Maybe it's uke. Yeah. After pronouncing his engagement to Miss Vicky. What did he shed? His hair? A tear. Oh. <laughs> I don't even... Okay, I have to get all the rest just to tie, right? Yeah. So, otherwise, uh, so it's either a push or I win. Yeah. After Beatles... What Dawn release has them banging on the ceiling for special effects? Dawn is capitalized. As in like Tony Orlando and? It just says Dawn. I mean, I don't... I don't you're going to win. I, have, I don't even have a guess. What Dawn release? What Dawn release has them banging on the ceiling for special effects? Banging on the ceiling. I think... Knock three times is what it's called. Never. Okay. Knock three you times. You win. You win. This is just an expo mission. <sighs> we reset. We, we reset. Anything goes expo mission. What instrument did Haydn use in Toy Symphony to imitate the sound of a quail? A quail? Not a xylophone. The quail. Oh. The quail is an instrument? I guess because he wouldn't be imitating the sound if it was an actual uh, unless he got an actual quail and yeah, squeezed the shit. Never out heard of, of uh, never heard of that. Ah, uh, but it doesn't matter. Well, you win. Mm. Congratulations! Thank you for the false praise. Uh, but that's the end of the mini episode. Bye. Bye.